Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. It's like the modern ghost that Aziz Ansari talked about. Wakes you up in the middle of the night. What's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> Turn on Netflix and he's just like, wow, there's through season five of Mad Men? Listen, I hope there is no ghost haunting my house because the amount of times they have seen What about Casper? That makes what I was about to say even more worse because the amount of times they've seen me beat off is probably unconscionable. I'm sorry, Casper. <laughs> Give me a second. He's like, damn, man, again? <sighs> again? Hey, nigga. Well, I mean, the ghost already electrocuted you. It's turned on the TV before. Yeah, that part was freaky. Um... And I think we were talking about ghosts at the time, too. I still refuse to acknowledge that there is a ghost in here on the off chance that, you know, it's seen me beat off. <laughs> That's your biggest concern. <laughs> Would you want a ghost watching you masturbate? Well, I mean, it's a ghost. They're going to watch whatever the fuck they want. It's not like I'm going to know they're there. It just makes... I mean, look, everybody's got a little bit of a voyeur in them, right? Uh, but I definitely... Don't you're a ghost! You're non-corporeal! Of course you're gonna be a voyeur! What else do you have? Uh, is it... Inappropriate... Is it, is it, um... Not PC to be a pervert ghost? I feel like that's what most people would use being a ghost for. Is to be a pervert? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Are you just saying that because you used to be Catholic... No, I have seen enough <laughs> pop culture things where people turn into ghosts or invisible, and guess where they end up? The locker room. Pop culture is not the P word I thought you were going to say just now. <laughs> Why is there not more ghost porn? <laughs> I just feel like, you know, wasn't it, uh, oh, dude, was it Kesha that said she had, like, a, was it a relationship? What are you going to do, like, have a, like, the... The actor or actress be translucent. I'm there's. I'm just saying there's tentacle porn, right? Ghosts can have tentacles. Um, I mean, who's to say that they don't? Or tendrils, right? Like it doesn't have to be. Listen, listen. I'm just saying the um, lack of paranormal pornography. I feel like is a crime and needs to be addressed right along with climate change. And you see, you phrasing it that way really uh, freaks me out because of the legend of Hell House, where the dark shadowy figure killed five different girls in five different ways and then hung them in a pentagram. How do you hang somebody in a pentagram? That sounds like some made-up urban legend bullshit. What the fuck? You telling me that this... So he's doing, like... What is it? Like, the people that hang by the hooks on, <laughs> in, like, circus acts and shit? I mean, like I was that. thinking more just, like, strung them up. 
in the style of a pentagram. So you got one girl. No, 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 no. Like they were hanging over each point of the pentagram. Oh, okay. I'm imagining five girls strung up like a floating pentagram. No, 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 no. So not only is this ghost a murderer, but he's also got a flair for the artisan. <laughs> right for the dramatics. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get to the part where he kills himself afterwards because he needs to do the final sacrifice to open the gate. How Live many there. people do you think have fucked in Hell House? Like, it's probably like... It's a, at least two. At least two? <laughs> I can guarantee that one. Uh, were you one of the two? In the U.S. Constitution, there are so many amendments, but my favorite is the fifth. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I'm just saying. There's got to be some money in paranormal pornography, right? <laughs> like, I mean, if Killer Mike can prove that there's, you know, a market for home ec educational pornography, then... Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the fifth reason why we will not be getting an NPR sponsorship. <laughs> and all the reasons keep rising up and crashing through. Swinging back into action, this is Dad And Ziggy. With the flood. And... Oh, wait, no, that's your part. And I... What do we do? We put the culture in context. With our pop perspective. To make the mainstream make sense. sense. And if you don't know what exactly we mean by that, this is your favorite fifth-rate pop culture digest. We're fifth-rate now? I mean, listen. You do change the grade. <laughs> Every time. Last week's episode was strong, so it'll go... We'll, we'll, we'll be back up to third rate. It'll, it'll go back up to third rate once we get some more, like, organization in there. And I don't know what's more offensive, being a fifth-rate podcast or a fourth-rate duelist. <laughs> Where we try to take all of the trending topics for the week and some interesting stories that we ourselves found and find the through line to what, you know, the meaning of it all is. You also get some wild stories about what the going-ons I mean, in our lives are. Every now and again, we have just a purely anecdotal episode that is off the rails and irreverent, but you need that with, you know, World War Three going on when the memes get too heavy. It's not formally declared. Sometimes you just want a little bit of escapism and you want to talk what kind of concert you could set up with $5,000 and if you were allowed to bring back dead people, right? Um, this we never week, even asked what the means of bringing them back would be. This week... Frankenstein, necromancy, Jesus resurrection... We can't avoid it anymore. Phoenix longer. down... We gotta talk about Ukraine. Yeah, we do. We wouldn't be a pop culture trending digest podcast if we continue to ignore what the fuck is happening. What the fuck is literally popping? Literally popping every fucking where. You can't go, you can't flip a fucking rock without hearing the words Vladimir Putin or Vladimir Zelensky. It is the war of the Vlads right now. It is actually Volodymyr. Volodymyr. 
Volodymyr Zelensky versus Vladimir Putin. Yes. And Vlad TV has nothing to do with this, right? Like, he has no involvement. He's not helping anybody dry snitch. Who? No. Okay. Drax? <laughs> no. So let's talk. The great about, great grandpa? Uh, do you have anything you've been diving into this week other than the Ukraine? take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. In what I have been diving into, uh, it's another step into something I was diving into last month. Okay. So I did a impromptu road trip to a little south of Philadelphia oh. Thursday after class. It was okay. about an hour, 45 minutes drive. Really not that bad. Right. And, so you uh, tucked away a little trip to Philly uh, or just outside of Philly. Because, and what was the occasion? Because I uh, found out that there is um, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Edison format tournament that gets a Ooh, good crowd. Okay. So when you say Edison format, what, what, how many different formats are there to Yu-Gi-Oh for us card for us dueling laymans. Um ones that are like relevant because nobody fucking touches traditional. For sure. Nobody touches traditional. Dude, the game would be over before anyone even like it, it's if okay, traditional's right. literally broken. The game doesn't even function anymore. Right. Okay, so three recognized formats. Yeah. Modern Yu-Gi-Oh, which is all the bullshit. Okay. Goat format, which is like 2005. That's not traditional. Goat no. format and traditional are different. Yeah, traditional is is literally everything, and it's total bullshit. Okay, and nobody Edison. plays it. Fucking nobody plays it. I tried to get it to go off, but the format's actually just broken. Okay, and we have Edison, right? Which so is we... like 2010. Okay, so, so what carpool is... up to 2010? Oh, okay, so all the formats are varying carpool. Yeah, goat is. Um, the release of Yu-Gi-Oh! to like 2005. Okay. And then Edison is the release of Yu-Gi-Oh! to 2010. I follow. Edison tournament in South Philadelphia, or just outside of South Philadelphia. Yep. I heard right? I heard that the tournament was actually getting a good crowd um, from the I Am Nerd podcast. Shout oh, okay. out Frazier and Kenny. Shout out to the I Am Nerd podcast. And, um, you know, like, Frazier and I were like acquaintances, like, Friendly acquaintances for a really long time. Okay. Uh, I just met Kenny up there, and um, it was a lot of fun. I went 1-2. I played Chainburn, which is basically one of the most dickheaded, hated decks in Yu-Gi-Oh. But, but why? Because <laughs> it's why would you one of so my favorite decks. So first, of course, of course, because... It's one of those decks everybody... All right, so everybody <laughs> with Chainburn, they're like... That deck doesn't, it, it takes no skill. Like, you're supposed to win with monsters. And my response is, are you? You're trying to get them down to eight, down to zero life points. And they're like, but monsters. And I'm like, but monsters. But math. But math. And they're you like, it's so easy to play. You. And I'm like, uh, actually, it is probably one of the most complicated decks to play. What kind of dickhead walks into a game and goes... I know, I know we're all supposed to be having fun here, but math. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit on a 13. 
Yup. Listen. Part so, of the cards. It's worse. Jalen Rose will split kings. So, your Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament went well. You got to meet the co-host of the I Am Nerd podcast. Yeah, and um, um, a bunch of, like, older, like, players. So, even though I lost, like, the way that they were describing... Because they had a whole episode on the Edison format. Uh, it, they were just like, it was nice to just play with friends and play a good form of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, Goat is like the Neanderthal of Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like that was a wild comparison, right? Like, then Edison is like the normal human being. Like modern man? Yeah. And yeah. modern Yu-Gi-Oh is the Terminator. Oh, modern Yu-Gi-Oh is the Terminator. So where? Okay. Okay, I got you. Right. So not like Cro-Magnon, like Bronze Age man. We evolved like... into human and then devolved and got killed by the Terminators. <sighs> so it was it was rough, is what I'm gathering. All right. So I played really well. My deck loses to two cards specifically. Damn, it came down to two cards for you? No, it's always for this deck, it's always come down to these two cards. One of them I've been prepared for for a long time. The other one I forgot how to prepare for. Because I hadn't how played the forget, deck in so long. I was going to say, how do you forget to prepare for the only two cards that your deck is vulnerable to? Because I forgot about the other one because it's a fringe card. Uh, I guess I'll give you that. So, one of them is Royal Decree, which is a face-up trap, negates all traps, right? Right. Woe is me, I run 24 of them, right? I, 24 out of 40, not good. But there's, like, some cool tricks I can do around that. Like, okay. I can, like, hold my cards and everything and keep the right one to ready to flip. Right, right. Um, and then there's this one called Trap Stun that just says all traps are negated until end of turn, and it doesn't stay on the field, so I don't have a chance to blow it up. So I had, like, two cards in hand, and... Uh, this guy attacks me and I chain out all five cards and I'm like, all right, you're going to take like 3,200 and I'm going to draw four cards. Okay. And he's like, trap's done. And I'm like, all right, you win. Damn. It was, like it's, that, it's that brutal. Just like that. Your whole deck is rendered useless. Just like that. Well, I mean, think about it. If I'm sitting on seven cards and then I just use five of them, and then you use one card to make my five cards do literally nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna scoop. Because they have monsters that do things. And I go, pick 100. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you build a deck that is specifically geared to one skill set. I will outplay the fuck out of people with Chamber. Excuse you. Unless they have those two cards. Actually, now I'm even prepared for the trap stun. Because I remember the cards that I had to put in my sideboard to fight it, and now I remember how to actually play it. I just have to rely on chaining to four, not five. Now he remembers. He didn't remember. Failure teaches! <laughs> Thank you very much. If you're, if you're good at failing, I guess. Uh, Falling with style. Is there... Such a thing as being good at failing? I guess. I guess. My brother came up with, uh, years ago, a, a great superhero. Horseshoe Man. He can almost do anything. 
almost do anything? So what does almost do anything look He can like? almost save the girl. And then she dies still? He can almost run faster than a speed than a uh than a speeding locomotive. He can almost leap a tall building in a single bound. I feel like almost being as fast as a speeding locomotive is still pretty fast though, right? Like you can outrun most people at that pace. He's it's almost not... fast enough to dodge the bullet. <laughs> but he won't. <laughs> Let's hope that guy don't show up uh, to fight Thanos, right? Uh, oh, wait, no, he did. That's right, Star-Lord. Um, still Fucking Chris Pratt. Like, it's retroactively makes people even angrier Star-Lord. I'm not going to lie. That kind of ruined the whole character of Star-Lord for me, right? Like, the fact that he let his ego, um, and that's not like a... Uh, fucking inside reference to Guardians of the Galaxy. The fact that he let his ego get away in the way of the plan, that epic, that epic. Could have been one movie, right? Could have been one movie. I'm sorry. I'm ranting a little bit, right? About something that's completely irrelevant because Ukraine has to deal with its own Thanos at the moment. Um, no, we agreed on Bond villain. Yeah. He's certified Bond villain. But he also wants to split Ukraine in, like, half. So. So. Okay. Joseph Stalin's a Bond villain in this one. That's fine. I would. <laughs> Who played Thanos? What is his name? Josh Brolin. Yeah, I was gonna. I could see Josh Brolin as a Bond villain. I could, too. You know. Richard Seymour Hoffman was a Mission Impossible villain. You know who I saw suggested as the next James Bond just recently, and I'm conflicted, but Tom also Holland. agree? No. <laughs> no, it is not Tom Holland. Thank God. I still have not seen Uncharted, and uh, I have not heard good things about it. However, Henry Cavill, right? Um, I'm all on board. Yeah, I just also don't want him to stop playing Geralt either. Pause. What were you just saying? Henry Cavill is. Oh right, yeah. Fine. Is it Cavill? I don't. I don't know. I feel like I've I, always said Cavill. I feel like I pronounced it Cavill, and you corrected me. Um, Henry Cavill. I'm going with Cavill because it feels British. I'm gonna go with Cavill, so we cover both our bases. Cavill does not sound British. Um, I feel like. He would be a good James Bond. I just don't want him to stop playing Geralt. Uh, and I feel like if he dedicates himself to being the next Bond, he's not going to have time to play Geralt. If you take his physical look yeah, it's, as Superman, it's very, and you put him in a three-piece, he looks just like Bond. Like That would be a perfect Bond for me. It's very Pierce Brosnan. Yes, right? and we already, I, you already know. It's almost like Pierce. if you melt, if you, if Pierce Brosnan, if Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore did the fusion dance, right? It would be Henry Cavill. All um, right, so like, here's the thing. I could never buy Daniel Craig as the most charming guy in the room as Bond. Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery, absolutely could buy it. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. What I liked about, so the Daniel Craig James Bond, I feel like, 
was right up there with the Christian Bale Batman, right? Like, it was grizzled James Bond, right? It was a different kind of charming. I It was I, people who really love the movies but actually don't like the main character. I hate to use the term, but it was like alpha male James Bond to me, right? Like, very stoic James Bond, yeah. less words, more action, more body language, right, commanding of the scene than the charming, witty retort. And Daniel Craig even still had, like, his witty retort moments, but it was more, like, in the classic, like, I feel like this is a James, Daniel Craig's James Bond would have fit in with, like, the Roger Moore era. You know how this is gonna work out? So, he's gonna be recording James Bond, right? And they're gonna go, and he's just like, hey, British girl, save the world. What? Cut! And then he goes to his trailer, and he goes to take for his makeup, and he pulls off the wig of black hair, and then it's just long silver hair, and he takes contacts out, and he has red eyes, because he legitimately grew his hair out to be Carol. Um, no he didn't. No, 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 if I'm saying watched, if you no. are, if, I'm saying if you are questioning whether or not he would stop playing Geralt, that's the level of commitment I think Henry Cavill has for that role. I just want to tell you that if you have actually watched season two, then you will see the horrendous wig that this nigga is wearing. I know! <laughs> Which is why he's gonna grow his hair out now. Yo, the wig that I just, listen, listen. I don't normally nitpick about these kinds of things, but I feel like if you go back and you watch season one, that shit is way more laid than it is in season two, and I need Netflix to do something about that. Y'all wouldn't do that to Stranger Things. It's not fair to do it to Superman, guys. It's not fair to do it to Superman. He stopped being Superman so he could become a witcher. Where are the Jerry Curls in Stranger Things? Where there's only one fucking black kid in Stranger Things. Of course Things. there's only one fucking black kid in Stranger Things. Because it's supposed to be an 80s movie where there was normally only one black kid. Unless the entire movie was a black movie. That's so meta. Whoa! Is it? Is it? Uh, apparently we're on the last season of Stranger Things. Have you watched any of the new seasons of that? I don't watch Stranger Things. You said that like the same way people say I don't watch Game of Thrones or I don't watch Euphoria. No, I just don't watch Stranger Things. So it doesn't interest me. And people are like, you're not really into 80s horror movies? And I'm like, it's no, not really. If you mean, if by 80s horror movies you mean The Goonies, then Yeah, sure. not really. Um, it's not really like 80s, like, I, American Horror Story did better at like 80s horror movies I can, if it's like things. The Goonies, I could pick it or leave it. I never watched it. I mean, yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like an extended version of what, like, The Goonies could have... Like, if you could have taken The Goonies and turned it into, like, a series with, like, a monster that lived in the cave, then, bam, you have You know Stranger how Stranger Things, things is gonna end? The whole plot's gonna wrap up or whatever, and at the very last scene, the sheriff's gonna walk up and be, like, reaching his pocket. It's a tie, Dad. I thought you were going to say with E.T. in the end. Um, to no. To tie it into because the Spielberg the sh- the, universe. The uh, sheriff is the same guy no. that was in the tie, Dad, Super Bowl commercial. 
I know, but I'm saying it would be even better if it ended with an E.T. cameo the same way that which we'll call Peacemaker ended with like an Aquaman cameo. Yep. Yep. I did finish Peacemaker. He's just like, fuck you. Did you finish? I so I haven't I watched it. Yeah. Is it was it good? It's good. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Is it so how would you describe the show without spoilers? Violent, always sunny in Philadelphia, but Frank is smart. Okay. I feel like based on the memes that I've seen in your description, I kind of, I see, I see the vision there, right? Um, I, it's on my watch list. I haven't been watching a lot of TV. I've been reading lately. Also, Bad Boys. It's like Bad Boys? Action comedy. Oh, okay. Rush Hour-esque? More violent and more... So, like... Kick-Ass meets Bad Boys? Well, hold on. Look up this video real quick. John Cena Peacemaker Celebrities Rant should have it pop up. Because I couldn't think of anybody else. What about Ariana Grande or Drake? What? Brad Pitt or Payne Stewart or Doug the Pug, Khloe Kardashian, the Red Tiger from Voltron, Tinky Winky, Mariska Hargitay, Mario, Super Mario, Fucking Luigi, Yoshi, the Princess, Bert, Ernie, Rover, Snuffleupagus, Burger King, Grimace, Ronald McDonald, two old guys from the balcony and the Muppets, Fran Tarkenton, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Eddie fuck? Murphy, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, BTS, Eugene Levy, fuck dude, John Lovitz, shut the fuck up and listen, man, I'm giving you a list of people you could have done. Danny DeVito, Andy Kaufman, Jim Morrison, any one of the fucking Beatles, Pete Best, George Carlin, dead. Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, Ice-T, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, Elvis fucking Presley, Priscilla Presley, Seth Meyers, what about Seth Meyers, or for that matter, Jay Leno, Conan's not really doing much right now, Will Ferrell, Howard Stern, Baba Booey, Robin Ophelia, Quivers, fucking Telly Zabalas, Freddie Stroma, James Gunn, what the fuck, dude? Those last two aren't even things. Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne, Bill Cosby, he just got out, he's got time on his hands. Amy Winehouse. Dude, Amy Winehouse is fucking dead. Optimus Prime, Shipwreck, Cobra Commander, the fucking cunts from Riverdale. All right, most of those, you're right, could probably go to prison, but I would never put Ariana Grande in there. She looks too innocent. Possibly true. Possibly. I'm not here to slander Ariana Grande, but the But the whole thing is... was, is like, he named the special operation, uh, Operation Peacemaker, because he was, uh, like, basically a Suicide Squad mission. Right. So they named it after him, and he's like, why the fuck did you name it after me? You couldn't, it's like, who else are you named after? Ariana Grande? <laughs> so, this is all pre-Suicide Squad, right? Because he- Post-Suicide Squad. Post? Doesn't he die at the end of Suicide Squad? No. I feel like he did die at the end of Suicide Squad. But how else would you know the fucking Justice League? Prior, because they all have, they all get hired by, uh, fucking, what is her name? Uh, Amanda Waller? Yeah, they all get hired by Amanda Waller because 
they have like records. They're locked up for doing like wild shit. Yeah. By and they got caught by members of the Justice League. And Peacemaker wanted to be a hero, but went rogue. Right? His like, dad is actually just a awful person who really fucked up his life from the get-go. Well, um also horribly racist. So, like, what would have happened if Batman's dad lived? What would you do for a next subject? How about a break? <laughs> then we'll be right back with our next subject. Give him some prep time. Fuck it, I'm 40. Fucking I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't be a dick. sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. In the culture of refurbishing and reusing things that was, uh, I guess, found, not founded, but like coined by Virgil Abadol, I was reading an article on BuzzFeed um, about what has been coined the anti-woke film festival. Now, right? that is a misleading it is phrase. A, it's, a, it's a title that was given to the film festival, right, when rumors started circulating about where the film festival was getting its money from. It seems a lot of the funding for this film festival was coming from Peter Thiel, who is a venture capitalist that is known for supporting Donald Trump and the GOP movement. Gotcha. Old um, money, scary money. So, the film festival, which is actually uh, called the New People's Cinema Club, not alt-right, but the New People Cinema yeah. Club, right, was started by a couple of, I guess, outcast, like, Hollywood, like, outcast filmmakers, like, indie filmmakers, people yeah. who ventured more in the transgressive and the subversive style of, like, media. Um, one of the guys who started the film collective came from an organization called like Cinema Family or something like that where he wanted to start a documentary that followed incels online who were dealing with not being able to relate to like woke culture and not being able to find like footing in today's like cultural landscape yeah. called uh, that feeling when no girlfriend. Yup. That's like, you know, that was part of the collective. 
tip of my fedora to you, sir. So, and the documentary is supposed to be really, like, take a non-judgmental look at the experience of, like, the internet incel and, like, what it actually means to be one of those people and why there is, like, this subculture around that whole uh, ideal set. You don't get laid? I don't get laid either. Let's be friends, but not be gay. So, it's funny you say that, because the, like, creator, or the organizer of this New People Cinema Club was an artist known as uh, Trevor Basil, and he was the creative director for the film festival that was partially funded by Peter Thiel, is a self-described, or was a self-described, queer black filmmaker, right? And unfortunately, Trevor is no longer with us. He passed away shortly after the first run of the film festival. Or shortly, yeah, the circumstances of you describing that definitely make me think he was poisoned. Shortly into the run of the film festival, right? Where and, and it seemed to have like taken a lot out of him. Like his whole story is pretty interesting. He worked for um, this production company called. You said he was a fat ginger gay black man, right? Uh no, fat uh, ginger queer black man. Gotcha. Self-described, right? Like on the night that he passed away, the. The friend that happened to be with him, Philadelphia bartender and Instagrammer, uh, popular meme page owner, uh... Victor Kane sounds like a comic book character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Victor Kane said that when he arrived to Brooklyn on the night of the film festival... It's in Brooklyn? Oh man, this guy is a comic book character. He found Kane in a state that looked like he had drank way too much and he told him that he was worried about him because he was like covered in sweat and wheezing and Trevor said I'm fat and wheezing was normal. Um, so this is the kind of like person that yeah. we're talking about here. You know, a self-described member, I, I won't say self-described too many more times, but a member of like the quote unquote left but someone who also felt like he didn't quite fit into the moral like string the moral structure of the left throughout this article he kept well, saying well i mean let's be honest we have the right with their very narrow fascist white supremacist ideology and then we have what's left so that's what it is Throughout the article, he kept saying things that were very reminiscent of Childish Gambino's gripe a couple of months ago, Yep, where he was saying that um, people are scared, right? Like, this, this whole woke movement has people afraid to push boundaries at the fear of being canceled, right? Like, it's been branded to a point that it is like a social currency. And Trevor said that the whole agenda was to detach the next generation from the power grid of liberal piety, right? This whole, like, you know, the, the, the idea that in order to hold a position of power or to hold a position of influence... You must be um, incorruptible and perfect. 
of the without original sin of the utmost like moral high standard right like completely infallible he called his movement a vibe shift for people who find the moralistic gatekeeping of the millennial a bit passe right and speaking in true artistic like fashion and he also called his association with peter Thiel and even bevel the other dude who really started the uh new people cinema club right he called his association with them purely transactional right like he was just using these guys for the money and this lines up this something uh ukrainian president volodymyr Zelensky said when he was running for president he was getting a lot of airtime and backing from the tv station that his show was on her dinner and people were saying that he was in the pocket of the Ukrainian the oligarch. Or the and Ukrainian then he made oligarchs. the point. Oligarchs own all of the TV stations. Right. That's like, you know, uh, he, Trevor said, what does it matter if I'm getting my money from George Soros or Peter Thiel as long as I'm using it to make, like, you know, well, this paraphrasing here, as long as he's using it to make his art, right? Like, what is the, what difference does it mean? You know, he went on to say that clout shit is crazy Things like hordes of very white young people online toting all of this moral high ground and stuff like that for fame and sympathy points and things like that. Rachel Nichol. Perfect example. Trevor is an artist who is known for, you know, certain fashion stunts like taking a MAGA hat and printing Migos lyrics across them. He also did a stage play that was a reinterpretation of a spoken word composition titled The Clown by Charles Mingus in where a black performer stands on stage in front of a bunch of white people and continues to perform increasingly degrading stunts to their stone faces all the while escalating to the point where he uh, hangs himself on stage and during the fall the rope snaps and he falls to the ground screaming for help and that finally culminates in the laughter of the all-white audience right so this is the kind of artist that we're talking about this reminds me of some shit the joker would do so and this actually is funny because i watched killing joke the other day because i was with periwinkle and he was asking about it after the batman movie which we'll get into next week after Doc sees it. When you said the Joker, though, I initially felt that, but what I, when I thought about it longer, what I really felt was Deadpool. Right? Now, let me explain kid, why I'm saying Joker. I, Killing jokes specifically. I feel like it's very easy to, uh, to elicit a Joker analogy here, right? Or to, to put joker imagery on top of the subversion of this artist but but you also have to remember if these are the incel group those are the same people that are going to be arguing that joker has superseded humanity i feel like but this is also an artist who made it into the very exclusive intellectuals like instagram group or a social media collective right and was kicked out for being offensive this is someone who we both described as Meta to a very high extent, right? Meta to like the Matrix level. You know who that is? Deadpool. 
And you can even travel through time thanks to cable. This is the Deadpool. This is so this is the answer. Or Deadpool would be the liberal post-woke subversive answer to the incel joker collective, right? All right. <laughs> like if you if you think you about it. You wanna know what I think? The way that the alt-right adopted the whole Joker aesthetic, right, is very similar to the way that the left adopted the gender fluid, you know or the think? sexually fluid meta nature of Deadpool. I think the ones that are looking at it from the Joker perspective make better art. I feel like that's in the sense that the expression is of pain, right? Because also, fearlessness, like Donald Glover says. But as Trevor Basil was saying, what he really feels like... I totally forgot to mention the fact that... So the uh, event uh, culminated in a party whose title was There's Some Hoes in This House. And the official t-shirts for the festival uh, showcased the Statue of Liberty dead from autoerotic asphyxiation with the tagline, the worst is yet to come. Uh, Yikes! So you can chop that and put That's that That's like Edgelord Banksy. Yeah. So you can chop that and put that in wherever you uh, feel like it's appropriate, but I feel like that's too important to leave out. I feel like this is hedonism, right? To the Joker is nihilism, right? They keep describing it as nihilism, and it, it reminded me of a refurbishing of 90s grudge, or 90s, it reminded me of a refurbishing of 90s grudge, right? But what I really feel like- That statement like, is inherently ironic. Inherently contradictory. The refurbishing. The refurbishing of grunge. of grunge. Yeah, I mean, this is also the fucking uh, generation that grew up on Macklemore's thrift shopping, right? Don't so the pop what they do is, and Virgil Abadol, right? Who, yeah, whose whole aesthetic was taking the old and modifying it to make it slightly new. Yeah, right. So this nihilism, though, or Trevor's nihilism to me leans more towards hedonism and not hedonism I guess too much in the sense of debauchery but in subversion right like he said that the most appropriate response to the end of the world might be to laugh and play there's two ways that can be taken one celebrate it while it's here and then the joker side it's all pointless to begin with I don't feel like there's a whole, it's pointless. Now, there is an argument to be made that towards the end of his life, Trevor did start to feel like this was all pointless, right? But I feel like at the heart of his movement, what Trevor was essentially trying to say is the left is taking it, and what everybody has been trying to say is the left is taking itself too seriously to be taken seriously. Kind of how Deadpool is the superhero movie that 
refuses to take itself seriously the way other superhero movies have chosen to take themselves seriously. Right? So, this whole post-left, post-woke movement, right, is the outcast of the next generation that feel like, yeah, like, canceling people for the minor, the most minor of, like, upsets is way over correction, These right? are the new goth kids. But they also feel like Donald Trump and the Republican and the political system aren't equipped to handle climate change, and that's that's what we should be concerned about, right? So it's not like Trevor was saying he wanted to take back irony from the alt right and the white supremacist, right? The way they have weaponized it to become almost invulnerable to accountability, right? Also, they're using irony and ripping the humor out of it. It, it. Exactly. And the left has ripped the humor out of being subversive by holding themselves so accountable. Right? Like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, is it Barney Frank? Right? The senator that was a stand-up comedian? Al Franken. Al Franken. My bad. Al Franken, the senator that was a stand-up comedian, would have been absolutely beneficial to have in our arsenal during the whole Trump presidency. Really? It's beneficial to have a comedian leading your arsenal, you don't say? Uh, Anthony Weiner, right, despite his whole sexual proclivities and stuff like that, could have been a good Democrat to stand up to a fucking Donald Trump, right? Like, a dude who's already fucking lost it all, right? Because his whole affair has been put out there for everybody to see. Would have been a guy, a great guy, to go up against a Republican who also feels like he has nothing to fucking lose, right? But we hold ourselves on the left to such a high moral standard that it is almost impossible for anybody to meet that standard this new post-left movement might be the answer to that, despite how ready the right seems to be to cling to the whole subversive nature of the movement. I feel like the right's approach to this is like the uh, episode of Family Guy when uh, Peter worked at the cigarette company, and they're like... Oh, hi, Timmy. I'm just pulling the pie out of the oven. Smoke. Listen, listen. Um, I, I don't know um, how much steam I feel like the New People's Cinema Club has after the death of its creative founder, right? Um, but I do feel like the structure of what the alt-left looks like is there. Not the left that is clinging to the social justice movement, right? The left that seeks to gain social clout by The left that are Banksy acolytes. I guess if you could consider Banksy left, right? It's like, it's left in Using Banksy's form of subversion. I feel like it's deeper than that. 
it's not Banksy, it's John Waters, right? So much so that John Waters was there at the event, right? And that's the guy who made Pink Flamingo, right? This is the left that is the the gender fluid, the sexually queer, the left that doesn't necessarily agree with the social push towards being absolutely PC, right? Like, you know, they still like South Park and dirty jokes and stuff like that, but they also think that black people should be treated with respect and, but they also think that black lives matter, right? Like they also think that climate change is an issue that should be taken seriously, right? They also believe that in art, as long as it is not actually happening, you can depict actions of grotesque nature for the sake of sending a message, right. which is what your art is for. That intention matters, right? It's not just the content. It is the intention of the content. Now, right? speaking of intention of the content... Speaking of... I have a lighthouse update. Oh, and as we slide in... Oh, no, wait. Um, <laughs> shine light on the subject, my nigga. So, there are five episodes that are not on HBO for South Park. Oh, really? Five. Five? Yes. On HBO, yes. not that Comedy Central one. Yeah, so Super Best Friends, Season 5, Cartoon Wars Part 1 and 2 uh, in Season 10. Uh, really? Both the Cartoon Wars aren't on it. Mm -hmm. I wonder uh, why that is. Uh, 200, Season 14, and 201 in Season 14. And uh, all of these are taken off for attempting to depict Muhammad. Cartoon? I don't remember Cartoon Wars attempting to depict Muhammad. That was the whole point. Because Family Guy, the, the Family Guy walruses inside the think tank. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I was thinking of the Imagination, imagination Land. Yeah. With Man Bear Pig. Yeah, I was thinking of Imagination Land. My bad. What are episodes 200 and 201? I don't know. Probably Trey and Matt trying to piss off Comedy Central again? And does that mean the Tom Cruise episodes are on there? I would imagine so. Yeah, because you didn't name the Tom Cruise no, episodes. No, I looked this up and it says the only these are the five episodes that are not on the HBO. I guess HBO feels like Go ahead, Scientology. If you want the fucking smoke, then you can yeah, come, come in. Yeah, come at HBO. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it, my guy. That's interesting, but all the episodes that dance around the... Depiction of Muhammad. Muhammad they're like, yeah, no, we don't... We're not fucking around. We don't want that smoke. They're like, Scientology? That's a green flag. Fucking around with Muhammad? Boy, that's your life. <laughs> that's an ISIS flag. Right... Right. Okay. Okay. Do we have another lighthouse update? It's not necessarily a lighthouse update, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I could always go for some ha ha's, some ha ha's. Mike Lindell, aka the My Pillow Guy, Jesus, is starting a class action <laughs> lawsuit to ban voting machines. What? Yep. So he wants us to go back to paper ballots? Yup. Listen, 
boomers. I'm gonna need y'all to get y'all guy, right? <laughs> Cause um, I can't even tell you when the last time I saw my pillow commercial was. Cause I don't have cable. It's been a bop. This ain't it. No, this ain't this. This ain't nearly anywhere close to it, right? Like what? It, it's a stunt, right? It's gotta be a publicity stunt, right? Uh, shout out to Gucci Mane. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I think it's probably just him trying to do the the Trump accuse the accuser of the same thing, right? With it's Dominion suing him for a billion dollars. Projection, deflection, that kind of thing. I um, am rubber, you are glue. Uh, <laughs> come on, Mike. Come on, basically Mike. what it is. Uh, is that where American politics and American legal structures stand? That we are operating by playground rules now. Do you think he's gonna get away with? No, obviously not. What kind of fucking? I don't even need to let you finish answering that question because it's stupid. This is so fucking stupid. It's a class action lawsuit. It's so. Who else is he gonna get to join? I guess the. Well, whole... he's gonna send out paper ballots to everybody for him. For those of you who can't see, I just did the hardest side eye because that was a really good joke and you fucking know it. That's why. No, it's just fucking sad, right? Because anything to keep this grift going, right? Anything to keep siphoning money out of the people who are willing to believe that the whole last of... It's... Okay, the reason this frustrates me so much is because... 20, the 20, the 2016, like my, it breaks my brain. Yeah. Right. Because the 2016 election was legitimately like electoral, fraud. not fraud, but robbery. Yeah. Right. Like it was highway electoral robbery. Right. Like Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by a wide margin. It was like the scene in The Wire when Omar gets shot. Spoiler alert: Omar gets shot. The left reacted by, you know, massive protest, right? Like the women's march that took place after Donald Trump was elected. Yeah, was the pussy still hat. One of the largest, like, national protests that this country has ever seen. Embarrassment? They pussy hats was really unnecessary. Have the right has embarrassingly, yet somehow effectively, <laughs> tried to duplicate that energy, right? With the sham that this last election was fraudulent, right? By simply continuing to state that it was fraudulent. Every time people are like, where's the proof? They're like, um, <laughs> Joe Biden's president. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that proof enough for you? Like, we were supposed to win, says. Us! Exactly. That's it. That is the entire argument. And they are like Jedi mind tricking themselves. It's like if Vader did the whole hand swipe thing in the mirror. <laughs> it was like, you're not, uh, you don't have daddy issues anymore. I am rubber and you are glue. Rubber, glue, rubber, glue, rubber, glue. Darth, what are you doing? Rubber, glue, rubber, glue. Yo. They are trying to hypnotize the nation, and it's not, it's not, it's not working. Um, Meanwhile, Ukraine is like Scooty Puff Jr. and 
Germany and everybody else is sending Scooty Puff Senior the Doombringer. So Russia invaded the Ukraine a couple of weeks ago. Have you heard about this? Have you heard I, about I've, this? I've, I've caught some drift. So uh, apparently Vladimir Putin has decided he's going to check reuniting the Soviet Union off of his bucket list. Certified Bond villain movement. <laughs> like this is pure Bond. Um, and it's also really hard to make jokes about this because it is... At the, at the point that we are now talking about it, right? It's like, over a thousand dead between both sides. And the civilian casualties keep increasing, right? Because the Russian army is so um, embarrassed. And that might sound like hyperbole to some. But others may argue that Russian soldiers surrendering and leaving equipment and tanks in the middle of the road is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I've been hearing... A lot of like mixed reporting on like Russian soldiers and everything, and like I've definitely heard like a lot of them were just like, "Why the fuck are we doing this?" The reporting that I keep hearing that's not on Fox News is that Putin didn't plan for Ukraine to hold out as long as he did, and the whole reason that he even Oh, he thought this was going to be done in, like, a crystal yeah. knock type of thing. The whole reason he... Wow. The whole reason he included... Or he agreed to do the peace talks was to stall for time, right? Um, so that they could get more equipment and more supplies to the soldiers. And now, as you see, they are moving further into urban areas. And they are increasing the aggressive nature at which they are invading the city. Or the cities, right? Being Kiev... This whole situation really caught everybody by surprise, right? Like, and it's like, oh shit, this is this is happening. And it's odd because, you know, this is something that had been brewing in the background for really long since like Crimea, years. right? Yeah, since the annexation of Crimea, this has been brewing in the background. So it didn't catch Ukraine by surprise, but the rest of the world, while we were all settling in from pretending COVID doesn't exist anymore, I, I guarantee you the last thing we were actually expecting was for Russia to reboot the Cold War. Uh, yeah! Which is not a Cold War for the Ukraine, who are currently arming to the teeth with Molotov cocktails and things of that nature if they haven't, you know, left in one of the largest mass refugee crises that Europe has seen since World War II. Um, one that has also exposed the nasty underbelly of racism in Ukraine. Lots of African refugees are being kicked off of trains and left at the border. Wow. Uh, which I feel like cannot go un cannot go ignored, right? Like, while we are all rallying around Ukraine, let's remember... Do better. Do better, right? Let's remember... You're doing really good right now, but, but do better. Hold people accountable. Like, Russia, you're doing... You're doing a... a an explosive good job with that right now. Um, but even the Russian people have done a good job at separating themselves from the actions of their government. Yeah, right? the rest um, of the world has certainly separated Russia from the rest of the world. You. So, like, it seemed like the whole point of this was to prevent Ukraine from joining the EU and NATO, right? Putin was trying because... I heard, oh, 
I heard that they are going to be led into NATO. So, Ukraine sits at a very strategically important, like, port for Russia. It's one of their only, like, naval... Uh, it's the only access accesses. they have in the Mediterranean. Right. It's also one of their only accesses they have to, like, a free and clear body of water. Right? On the other side, they have China and Japan and North Korea to deal with. Right? Unless they go north, up towards the North Which Pole. is usually obstructed by, like, ice and stuff for Russia. So it's difficult. Right? And then you go into American waters or Canadian waters and you go near Alaska... So, and whoever the fuck owns Greenland, that body of water that's located by or where the Ukraine is in, which I can't remember which body of water it is right now. Um, the, is it the Dead Baltic? Sea? The is Black it, Sea? Is it the Black Sea? Yeah, it's a very, it's strategically very important to Russia. Yeah. Also, Ukraine also happens to have like a large amount of like oil pipelines flowing through it that are like access or that Russia needs so Ukraine joining the EU could potentially stop up like a lot of like Russia's of which Russia is also heavily dependent on its like oil right like, yeah so that could like put a monkey wrench in a lot of like Russia's economic plans yeah so, well visas and MasterCards don't work in Russia I feel like you know Putin's uh, whole plan here kind of totally kind of totally backfired in his face how long before you get a viva la revolution um over under a month i don't know dude because putin already has put his soldiers on like high alert for like whatever defcon level nuclear war is um and i feel like he's using that as a deterrent to keep the rest of Ukraine's allies from actually getting Sure as hell involved. doesn't have a problem firing at a fucking nuclear plant. It... It's all very... It all seems very drastic, right? And it seems like the desperate plea of a man who needs to make a Hail Mary pass, right? Like, it almost feels like you know, something a wild animal would do when you corner, right? Uh, Russia feels cornered. Putin feels cornered, right? So much so to the point where he just tried to, like, And it's because of um, influence and debt to Russian oligarchs, right? I'm not sure about that, but I know that he feels... I feel like Putin feels like his time is up. He had to, like, completely, like, exile his political rival just recently after a failed uh, assassination and, like, a jailing. Towards Putin or the other guy? No, to his... his uh, He's like, oh, man, rival. I couldn't kill you. I'll just exile you. They chased him out of the country, essentially. Or he ran from the country because he knew they were trying to kill him. Um, I don't know if that gentleman is still alive, but I do know that... Putin feels his power slipping, trying to consolidate it the best way he can, the same way that Donald left open all of those strategic political positions 
for acting chiefs of staff or acting this and that. So that was that was all a strategic play at controlling the power structure. Let's just run some math here. If you shut off Russia from the global economy and starve out the entire country, how long does it take for that? Before I feel like before Russia goes full Russia. We're we're talking about a Russia, right? That like because Russia wasn't because really at that point it would be Russia versus Putin, and I'd put my money on Russia. Well, yeah, always, uh, always. If you pay, you're gonna ride up to the fucking Kremlin on bears. If you pay attention to history, any country that has you know had successful revolutions, it's been Russia. Like without a doubt, every time the citizens of Russia rise up to dismantle the oligarchy to the best of my knowledge and i'm not a russian historian or Ireland's anything pretty like good that. at it too but russian russian people are pretty successful it also seems like vladimir Zelensky is he is a boss man pretty successful at holding back russian efforts to destabilize and discredit his presidency as well so this dude is like 44 right damn i mean that's pretty young for a president, right? Like, um, when was the last time we had a president in that range? Uh, Obama? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. But then before that, we're talking like... JFK? Yeah. How old was Bill when he took office? I don't know, but he could play a saxophone. <sighs> so, 44-year-old actor... Uh, what was it? 44-year-old actor who was on the wildly popular show Servant of the People where he played the lead role of the president of Ukraine. Okay. So, uh... He started his own political party. Very meta. In the the show, he started his own political party. No, in real life. Oh, in real life. He started his own political party named after the show. Mm. Servant of the... Okay. Right, so... A, was it like a... Did you get the... I guess the moral standing of the political party, what they were about, because it sounds like a socialist kind of party, right? So, Zelensky identifies as a populist. He has positioned himself as anti-establishment and anti-corruption. Okay. And if you watch the first episode of Servant of the People, which is a comedy, by the way, he's, Zelensky is very funny. He reminds me a lot in Jon Stewart and how he's able to take the political stance and be taken very seriously, but at the right. same time be silly and right. funny. So it's like if Jon Stewart made a TV show where he ran for president. Jon Stewart maybe, maybe, maybe run for president? I'm not going to beg you, but... But this is what I imagine Jon Stewart as president would be like. For a while, people thought that his campaign was like a joke. Like, the way my campaign is a joke. Or the same way they thought Donald Trump's campaign was a joke, right? That's why him, or that's why Donald tried to align himself with Zelensky while he was president, right? Because they kind of had the same meteoric rise to political stardom. Servant of the People is uh, a comedy. I shared a clip of it earlier where uh, Zelensky was in, like, a daydream of... 
the Congress fighting, it gave and he goes over to the bouncer and he pulls vibes. two Uzis out yeah. and he just mows down the entire Congress. Oh, uh, fucking Boondock Saint style. Yeah. Just not swinging from the ceiling upside down. Um, yeah, no, some people might call The Apprentice a comedy, uh, but... I call it a disaster piece. But Zelensky... This uh, invasion is looking like it's fitting to be a disaster piece for... So Zelensky won his presidency. So uh, Zelensky won his presidency in uh, 2019. Okay. So he's only been doing it for three years. Right. Uh, and right before the pandemic starts, right? What also, is- right after Servant of the People ended. I mean, it seems about right. Like, it, and the it, thing it's is, following is in the path of people Ronald were looking for a president that. Well, populism has been increasingly effective across the globe right like people also it doesn't help that his predecessor was a putin simp which he was um and the ukrainian people have increased have you know been seeking their independence and speaking for their independence for a while now despite russian uh misinformation three assassination attempts at least on his life on Zelensky's life? Yeah. Damn. Have there been three assassination attempts? At least. Place? I was going to say... Uh, Last I heard, they stopped like two of them the other day. False flags. To, well, that's because there's literally an invasion going on right now. All of this is predicated on the idea that there is an ethnic, potentially large ethnic Russian minority in Ukraine, right? And that, then Ukraine is like... No, we Ukrainian. <laughs> we are from Ukraine, not and Russia. Putin is making it seem like he is liberating this ethnic Russian minority in Ukraine. That's the whole the whole front for this operation, right? And there were supposed to be like terrorist attacks on uh, this this town and Zelensky in his like nine minute speech at the beginning of this whole thing was like I have friends that live in that town like I have co-workers who have relatives that live in that town like I'm not like there's no what plan <laughs> he's like come on man like you you couldn't be when more clearly making this shit up everybody should have heard it by now but when the US asked him if he needed an evac he said, I need ammunition, not a ride. Right. He's not He's not going anywhere. No. The Ukrainian people don't really, you know, the women and children are making their way, their way out because it is getting pretty hairy in there. But the Ukrainian people are Some not- Some of that women and children are up, right up there too. They're not going out without Like fire. there are certain like countries in Europe that have some fierce rebel punk rock Fuck the man. Well, I history. Mean, when you, I'm Ireland. just going to count that up to Europe being so desolate and depressing, right? We're talking about Eastern Europe. We're we're talking about the cold, harsh winters of Eastern Europe and what they have done to the people out Chernobyl. <laughs> like. The, that whole region of Europe was at civil war for the longest fucking time after Russia, or after World War II, right? Like, that whole region just got stable again. 
literally just got stable again at like the beginning of the odds. Um, and now Russia has decided that it's not cool with that. Um, or Putin, Putin has decided that he's not cool with that, right? Because like, let's also address the fact that this is not a poor people's war. Most of the poor peoples of Russia are not interested in the annexation of Ukraine, right? They want to know where their next meal is coming from. How many COVID vaccines do we have to get? Why do the oligarchs have so much money, uh, but the state says that I have to live in this flat that is falling apart? Russia's economy wasn't doing great before the pandemic, and I am almost certain that means that it can't be doing great afterwards. But I can tell you one thing that I have found great about all of this, aside from the global camaraderie that has rallied around Ukraine, it is the memes. The memes and the TikToks and oh boy oh boy and the, the, thought... the scary tiktoks too okay like, well i mean we can yes the I, front line I was... videos yeah no that's shocking right like that harkens back to vietnam and the days of like you know cable news actually yeah. showing war footage right but boy oh boy the memes <laughs> Wow, what a war with the internet looks like. Um, hey, hey, internet, I know we don't take things the seriously. The world is going to end in the ways of gifts. No, seriously, though. Um, seriously, though? Dude, I've seen so many Ukraine memes. It's not even, it's not even funny at this point. It's actually like, And you're not even using that as a figure of speech here. No, that's why I spoke in italics. Is this this is really the coping mechanism for the internet. And I guess just cuz I'm on the internet all the time, I'm sure normal people who read about the Ukraine and like the Wall Street Journal and like, you know, the New York Times and shit don't see all of the You just made me think of the This is I've asked you a lot of dumb questions on this podcast, am I right? I mean, if you were able to speak in italics there, and yelling is in bold, I feel like you just bigs? yelled in bold italics just now. And yelling is in bold. That's better. And yelling is in bold. Yeah, that's definitely yelling in bold italics. Um, what is wing days? Uh, that shit that they did in old cartoons when they would like stub their toe and start cussing. I was gonna say mumble rap. No, it's definitely the shit that they did in old cartoons when they would start cussing and shit. Oh, like, and they're like, why is this Yeah, yeah. Or, or, how your sims speak. Oh, my God. That's something I actually, like, I want to go up to, like, like, first date, going well, like an hour and a half in, you know, like dinner, walking out, of wherever we're at, and I just go, you know, I'm fluent in wingdings. So you, what you're telling me is you don't want to get laid. I'm just saying, ladies, if you out there, tweet at us at the Flood Pod on everything, and that's on everything, <laughs> and let us know.
Would you go to bed with a dude that could speak at Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are people Listen. out there that are fluent in Elvish, High Valyrian, All and... Um... What's the one from Star Trek? Japanese, obviously, too. Japanese? So, um, There's only two reasons an American learns Japanese, and it's for government or business or anime. And for waifus! Um, no, I feel like... Damn it, where was I gonna say? I feel like, listen, um, all of those... So, yeah, no, I literally just said... The only reason that an American would learn Japanese is for business, government, and waifus. And, and, and anime. Yeah. And waifus. Um, a falls under anime in my book. <laughs> sure. However you want to rationalize it, buddy. But, why were we talking about all of this again? Well, I have something that we never fucking asked for. It's me! It's me, the guy who asked! What is this? But why? Hey, who man is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man is this? Are you serious? Now, I, this is a regional thing. Oh, God. Everybody out there, oh, God. I need I you like... to go online and go to Amazon, and I'm about to change your life. You need to go, and you need to buy the seasoning Old Bay. Can Try you get it, Old Bay put on? it. Just you could, if you order it online, you can get it on Amazon. I'm sure. I'm I, sure you can get Old Bay on. You can get I anything saw on Amazon. A bucket of the shit online one time, right? Like a literal like bucket of Old Bay. Well, hold on. We need Yo. to we need to teach and all I'm of just... the lay people. So Old Bay is a seafood seasoning, but it is so much more. Then I see. I put that shit on chicken. Like, yeah, you literally. put that on chicken. I'll put it on. I'll put it in soup. I'll Yo, throw it on have you pizza. Ever had? I'll oh, rim yeah. it out. Oh, glass with it. Oh, I've watched somebody snort it. Ow! What the fuck is wrong with? Do I have to assume? <laughs> was he white? Yeah, he was white. <laughs> Same Why? guy I had, I, I convinced to sniff marinara sauce, though, so. So he has a history of stupid and bad decisions. Uh, yes, actually. Terrible life choices. Middle yeah. school was weird. Ah, uh, middle school. Yeah, no, I made my white friend store pixie sticks in middle school. That I, sounds hilarious. I did not myself do it, but. but I definitely That's a gangster bot set right there. Knew a white guy that was willing to participate in the experiment. I'm really mad I cannot remember why we were talking about learning different languages. So, Old Bay, I don't know how I would describe the taste. Uh, it's like seasonal, but better. It's everything that you wish seasonal was in your mind, that you did not know you want seasonal to be. Um, it so goes on everything, but it doesn't need to go in everything. Right, like a natty bow. Um, All right, so no, 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 that's not in a natty bow. That's rimming the glass. It's um, called a botini. You'll get a side eye whenever you order it, but you can still get one because every single building I, in Maryland has Old Bay in it. I feel like if you're not eating crabs, there is absolutely no reason for Old Bay to be in your beer. 
Well, I will tell you, even if I was eating crabs, I don't want Old Bay in my vodka. Excuse me? Old Bay vodka. Old Bay vodka. Because when the burning of vodka is not enough. Does anybody even... Think about how painful that would be to get it, like, splashed on an open cut on your finger. Does anybody even... It is even... Old Bay and vodka. Listen, when I think crabs, I think Old Bay. Yeah. When I think crabs, I do not think vodka. No. <laughs> I don't think vodka. I hardly think anything but beer. To be fair, when I think of Maryland, in general, Old Bay is one of the first five things I think but, Fair. Like if you have you ever seen the thing online where it's like a, a box of Baltimore? No, is it the Baltimore starter pack? Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Baltimore starter pack, but it's like a, a box you can send to somebody. Has burger cookies, Old Bay, oh, wow. uh, Big Boy Bail Bob's pens. Uh, um, yeah, that one was my favorite. Where I think I've asked you this before. Weirdest place you've seen a Big Boy's Bail Bottoms pen. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I've um, seen it at a church. That also does not surprise me because Jesus welcomed the sinners. Jesus does walks. <sighs> Kanye needs to stop walking himself into more trouble. Yes, he does. And uh, he, he should uh, not be drinking this Old Bay Vodka because no one should be drinking no, this Old Bay Vodka. Because drinking Old Bay Vodka leads you to make decisions like filming a music video where you bury your ex-wife's new boyfriend alive. Kanye, get home. Please. <laughs> Listen. Um, also, if you are drinking Old Bay Vodka, get help. Please. Stop it. <laughs> get get some help. Please. Please. Of all the things that could be in your vodka, Old Bay is not one of them. How about you try, like, Skittles? Also, also, I'm going to say, and this may seem like a very toxic masculine comment, if you are over the age of 27 and still drinking vodka as a man, you should go ahead and turn in your balls. Yeah. Yeah. I... Say, I... Hey. It's like, I... Listen, I... Will qualify. I will not disagree. I will hold qualify on, that hold statement. Hold on. If you are an American male, I will if, qualify if, that if, statement. If you are an American male and you are still drinking vodka, yes. Now I am being regionally toxic, uh, nationally toxic, but because James Bond would never. No, he drinks gin, right? Like martinis, like and then vodka martinis. Are they? No, I thought it was a gin martini. Well, there's vodka and gin martinis, both I mean, of which are acceptable. Listen. listen. Also, like, vodka tonics. I'm not going to say that a lot of this opinion is based on my personal dealings with vodka and the fact that I may or may not have drank way too much of it in high school and like, college and can't handle the smell of it anymore. No, I'm not saying that it has anything to do with my insecurities about being able to hold down vodka in my 30s. But all I am saying is that usually it is the women in my life who make me drink vodka. <laughs> so therefore, I may or may not 
associate that toxic memory. I love it how she breathes booze in the morning. Yeah, it's so sexy how she can't remember last night with an ex of mine. I made uh, the fatal <laughs> mistake of letting her drink again. But who the hell am I to tell her how to live her life? Listen, um, that's a fucking deep cut. I saw that liquor stores, some liquor stores in the country. We're going so far as to pour out all of their Russian vodka. And only carry Ukrainian vodka. So, if you are drinking um, vodka in support of Ukraine, I guess I can let it slide. But, otherwise, I'm gonna need you to, like, you know... Sometimes it's easy to be an ally, and you can get turnt while doing it. Tuck your purse, my nigga. <laughs> it's like, nah, um, listen, listen, listen. I'm not here for Old Bay Vodka. I cannot. I wouldn't be here for Old Bay Tequila. I wouldn't be here for it in a house. I wouldn't be for it with a mouse. I wouldn't be for it on a train. I would not be for it on a plane. I would not ever find a situation in which I would be okay with my vodka being flavored with Old Fucking Bay. Have you had the Old Bay hot sauce though? That shit's fucking great. That's different. Yeah. There are just levels like, okay, the only thing I can see Old Bay Vodka being proper like for... Cooking. Yes. Is cooking. Right? Like, if I'm cooking some crabs and I've got some Old Bay Vodka laying around, then sure. Right? If I'm doing, like, a gumbo of some kind, yeah. right? And I want, like, a nice brew or something like that. Or maybe if you're doing like a uh, a red sauce pasta. Then maybe. Right? Or like a shrimp spaghetti. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, okay. Maybe. But <laughs> I am not about to. I don't if care. If somebody orders a shot of Old Bay Vodka at the I bar. I don't sauce. care <laughs> if I lose my Maryland card today. I am not taking a shot of Old Bay Vodka. It is not happening, dog. Like, I feel like if you order a shot of Old Bay Vodka, then you're not really from Maryland. You're just trying to prove that you can adapt to the culture. I'll, I'll call it. It is some clout-chasing shit. As a true Marylander, you own something in your house with the Maryland flag pattern on it. Where is it? You are lucky because the only thing I own in this house with the Maryland flag pattern on it is a book. It is literally that book about Maryland ghost stories and witchcraft and lore and shit like that. Don't at me and ask me why the only thing I own, your keys, that's a cheap one. That is cheap. Maryland is always on my side. Just like Wilma, I've always had a soft spot for redheads. Uh, so... For all you people that can't see me, that's because I have a tattoo of Wilma Flintstone on my ribs. Speaking of soft spots, you know the internet has a soft spot for Keanu Reeves, right? Yup. Um, definitely the moral high ground that the internet wishes to achieve and has been announced to be included in the cast of the DC League of Super Pets movie, right? Also starring The Rock and Kevin Hart as the voice of Batman. And I... Super Pets. Yes. And he's Batman. And he is Batman. In the animated movie about Crypto the Superhound and Batman's... Ace the Bat Hound? Yes, and Ace the Bat Hound. Um, as well as 
a pig, a uh, squirrel with static shock capabilities, a cat that shoots missiles out of its tail, um, and I argue that... And that team will get soloed by Squirrel Girl. That's a, com- that's a crossover I didn't know I needed. Um, also, I didn't know I needed Keanu Reeves as Batman, right? Why has Keanu Reeves not been Batman yet? Um, I feel like Neo from The Matrix, John Wick, would be the perfect follow-up to a Christian Bale Batman. John Wick, Keanu, I can definitely see. Um, Neo era Keanu, I would still see too much Bill and Ted. Oh, but you fucking see Ben Affleck as Batman, though? Well, yeah, I already knew Ben Affleck could be intimidating. Have you ever seen Mallrats? Get the fuck. Get the fuck. Are you fucking with me? You're fucking with me. I feel like I could totally see Keanu Reeves as, like, a grizzled, like, uh, Kurt Cobain, Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Especially, like, if they did an older adoration of... Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, like, I feel like Keanu would be perfect for that, right? If we just jump forward in time, it's not Robert anymore, it's Keanu, and the English accent has dropped off a little bit. Like, also, how's Batman with an English accent? Still pull bitches. Did he have an English accent? Of course not, right? No. The same way Tom Holland. Also, he's he's not Bruce Wayne for very much of the movie. Like, he is Batman for most of the movie. Right, and as we all know, Batman doesn't talk. He punches with his fist to the uh, truth. He, he talks. He doesn't fuck up the voice, either. Like, he's very soft-spoken. Oh, so he doesn't go Christian Bale all, no. where is he at? No, like, he's he sounds like Batman, but he's very soft-spoken. Did you say Martha? Uh, you'll see when you actually watch the, uh, the movie, but he's... There was no reason for Ben Affleck to continue with the grizzle of Batman voice. I just, before we go forward, I just really need to, there's no reason, there's no reason to bring it up. It's just, why? Why, Ben? You're not Christian Bale. You didn't have to do that. Anyway. If we're just going to blurt out other random takes, I just have to say the mid-boob tattoo I don't find attractive. The Rihanna joint? Like, like anytime it's like in the chest or like under, I just don't find it attractive. That is a very random hot take, but I, I mean, listen, I feel like it's a bit played out at this point, um, so I'll give you that, but I feel like when done properly, it's definitely it's done, addition. It's done properly, rarely. Uh, so do you feel like Robert Pattinson's uh, take on Batman was done properly? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, so without giving away spoilers, how do you feel, or how do you feel about this? He is the world's greatest detective. So Pattinson brings out the detective side. Of- Absolutely. Okay. Also, he, since this is like a quote-unquote year one type of story, right. they don't do an origin story. Like you don't get to see. Thomas and Martha get shot again. Because we're... Are there flashbacks? Is there a flashback? No. There's not one flashback to, like, pearls dropping or an alleyway or a cave of bats that traumatizes him for the rest of his life. He has a cave with bats, but they're kind of chill. He's cool with the bats. Right, but there's no scene of him as a child wandering into a cave or falling down a well. 
Like, uh, not that I can remember. It is almost a three-hour-long movie. Damn. Is it Tim Burton-esque? No, it. The city feels like the city that the movie Seven took place in. Okay. Um, it's very, very, very dark. gritty arc. Like they push the limit of what you can get away with for PG thirteen, very far. Okay. All right. Um, I'm like they would have a like they had a scene where someone was getting strangled, but I mean the Joker pushed a pencil through a guy's forehead. That was a really short, instantaneous thing. They dragged out him getting strangled. Yeah. And they didn't show him getting strangled, but they showed the people's watching reactions the whole time. Hmm. I am going to see it uh, this weekend. Uh, Lord willing. It's um, very good. It is very dark. You said it's three hours long? It is just under close, three hours long. Close to a three-hour runtime. It probably should have been about 20 minutes shorter. Okay. But it's a very good movie. Hmm. Yeah. Robert Pattinson really, like, sells the Batman, but he doesn't overplay the Batman. He sells the detective side of Batman. Which is something we've never gotten to properly see in a live-action movie. No, no. And that's why I thought that this run would be fairly interesting, right? Because it... In the most iterate, like most recent iterations of Batman, the detective side has been ignored um, for the gadget side and for like the I will say kung fu of all of the side. Batman movies I've seen, this is the one that does Batman the best. It doesn't necessarily do like Gotham or the villains or the whole story the best. Right. The script is phenomenal. It's really good script, but it feels that it got Batman. Better than Christopher Nolan and uh, Christian Bale did? I'm pretty sure! Heath uh, Ledger, though, is like, that That performance is actually got here. Listen, Heath Ledger is the Joker and Keanu Reeves is Batman? That would have been, like, box office breaking with Paul Bettany as Jim Gordon. Wow. Wow. That's not something I know. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin? Yeah, he could reprise his role. <laughs> I can't really think of who I would want to be Robin in that scenario, right? Tom Holland! <laughs> no. No. I feel like... We're we... trying to cast... Everybody's trying to cast Tom Holland in everything, and we're Maybe just trolling Maybe Finn Wolfhound from uh, Stranger Things. It would be a really young Robin, though. Mm. Like, we're used to getting, like, young adult Robin. Like, I feel like if we did Finn and Keanu, it would be, like, a young Robin, older Batman kind of scenario. Listen, you see, I'm, if Tom Holland was, like, ten years younger, he would be a really good Robin. Listen, it's because you just like him as a snarky spider Right? Like, Tom Holland has proven he can play the snarky, young, adolescent character. But he hasn't proven he can play Nathan Drake. Listen, I, I haven't heard very good things about... I've heard mixed reviews so far about the Batman, right? Like, I've heard people say it's a slow burn. I've heard some people say that this just ain't it, right? And I feel like that's probably because this is a slower run of Batman than we're used to seeing. 
right? This is Batman, like you said, playing the seven detective. It is a detective movie, not a superhero movie. Which is cool because Batman is not a superhero. Sorry, I just had like a Microsoft like freeze moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in more movie news, uh, to round things out here before we close the show out, uh, Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan have announced that they are working on a sequel to I Am Legend. That is probably my favorite Will Smith movie. I Am Legend? Ooh. That is a pretty interesting take there. Not Independence Day, nope. not Bad Boys, nope. not Hitch. As I many think... times as you bring Hitch. Ooh, <laughs> I forgot about Hitch. Not That's Ali, close. Not Ali, not Seven nope. Pounds. Nope. Not Pursuit of Happiness. Nope. That's also a great movie, but nope. Yeah, listen, I'm just saying there's a lot of Will Smith movies out there. Um, it's better than After Earth, that's for sure. A lot of them are better than After Earth. <laughs> that's like saying fucking, I, I don't know, that's like comparing any Michael Myers movie to The Guru, right? That's like saying The Shrek is better than Guru. <laughs> that Shrek is better than The Guru. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, God, the Shrek. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I did not know I, I needed this. Also, I did not know that his character would still be alive, right? Like, I guess they had that alternate ending where he was alive. Where he lived, yeah. Um, but I feel like that was the ending everybody hated. Yeah. So if it, I mean, I guess if it sets up for a sequel where him and Michael, if I, I listen, I'm here for a movie where Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith wreck some shit together. Yeah. Like, especially zombies. And do like the, uh, the God of War. Oh, like Atreus, like, like Atreus and Kratos. And Kratos. Uh, listen, I, I, I would almost like to see Will Smith play Batman and Michael B. Jordan play Nightwing. But Will Aaron's is actually, but Will is actually a good guy in a mental health advocate. Right? He's like the Joker, but instead he goes around the jokester, fulfilling last wish thing. Yep, he's the jokester, not the Joker. And Jada Pinkett is a Batman who hates it because the jokester is like Batman's version of um, fucking. Damn it, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Like, <laughs> you know, I I understand that he wants to clean up the city and everything, but I just feel like the way he's going about it is rather violent. I mean, <laughs> if someone could just petition that Bruce Wayne guy to spend some of his money on, like, you know, funding the healthcare system. <laughs> Look, I can only do so much as a theater teacher's salary inside Gotham. And that's the way the Joker is a villain to Batman, is he just consistently pesters him. <laughs> it's like, the jokester. Know, the jokester. You know, you really should be more light-handed. <laughs> How much money do you spend on all that tech? You know, I know some kids that could really use a fresh start. I saw Alfred at the Spritzer last month. I have his phone number now, Bruce. Uh, I know that's you under there, Brucey boy. All right, listen. Um, I don't know if I like this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's what we're gonna do with it. Then we might as well just stick to this or stick to this I Am Legend reboot. Um, not reboot, sequel. Movie um, is incredible. I, I Am Legend is is an amazing movie. The uh, the original uh, screenwriter and ad- adapter is attached to this project as well. Because I, I Am Legend is also originally a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I don't think the original director is attached to the sequel so it'll be interesting to see who they get to direct it um but James Gunn yes I was thinking more of like along the lines of Ryan Coogler right or maybe even see what like Issa Rae could do (laughs) (laughs) right like why the fuck not right or what would I Am Legend directed by Tyler Perry look like (laughs) right uh no no okay that's fair Tyler Perry did like one. Who did you say before Issa Rae? Ryan Coogler. Yeah. How powerful would a movie written by Issa Rae, directed by Ryan Coogler, be? God, I feel like that would definitely be a pivotal step in the direction of none of this is normal, right? (laughs) I'll tell you be a good fucking movie it would it would but it would definitely just be a another example of how none of this is, is normal. normal thank but you guys if you today. do want to keep it normal and play any magic the gathering pokemon flesh and blood or Yu-Gi-Oh, you can check out tokenmtg.com and use the promo code ziggy to get 10 percent off of your order that's promo code ziggy at tokenmtg.com and tokenmtg in edgewater don't forget to check out straight note chase and fuck it i'm 40 and to keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Thank you guys for tuning in again and we'll be back at you next week with more of the irreverent pop culture nonsense. Stay safe. And probably some relevant stuff. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to talk about it.